You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise God. You know that anything that is popular in the natural, oftentimes is not the same way in the spiritual. He said the spiritual and the natural are counters. What am I saying? Christmas is so popular, so acceptable, such a fashion in our days now. You know why? Because something else is happening. The news now is not that Christ was born. Before he was born, the news was that he was going to be born. Now he's been born. That's not, it's like somebody coming to tell you that Nigeria won independence. Will you get excited? Praise God. You won't get excited. What you want to see is has Nigeria emerged as a nation to be proud of? Praise God. So the news now is that it's coming again. Before Christmas, the last announcement was Malachi. Says he's coming. He's coming. He's going to come. And I'm going to send a prophet before him. He's going to come in the spirit and power of a light. That was the news. And then when he came, nobody was making two sets of clothing. Even the shepherds that they told about just, you know, came, saw, went back and continued their shepherding. We said it here, not one disciple of Jesus was a shepherd. And they were the very ones that saw angels. You know what it means to see angels? If I see an angel alone, you can convince me after one week or so. That it was some, you know, some hallucination or whatever. But as all of us are now, we see a multitude. And when heaven says multitude, you know it's multitude. A multitude of heavenly hosts singing. And they make an announcement. And that announcement does not change them permanently. We have to be careful with fashion. Praise God. It was my birthday recently. And I was looking at some of the clothes I wore then. That I was thinking was top. But you see, looking at them now, because fashion has changed, you know, like our women now, you want to post your friend's picture, your wife's picture, be careful the eyelash there, the way it was marked. Eyebrow. The signature is changing, the way they used to mark it before. Before they used to go up and down, right? Praise God. You can think you're doing somebody a favor. You say, oh, old picture. They say, why, why, why? Because then she was proud of that because that was what was in fashion. Praise the Lord. Now, but the Bible makes us understand that the fashion of this world is passing away. Christmas as a fashion, let's enjoy it. There is nothing wrong. But I will have, you know, well, well, I, I don't know because there are so many things we could look at. I, I want to see how we can put all of them together. I would have, you know, that when Jesus was born, all the effort that heaven put to make it become mainstream news did not work. The account of the wise men from the east, they did not have to go to Herod. They didn't. But God created that um, detail. So that the news will spread. In Matthew chapter 2, I'll read from verse 1. It says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men 
from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to what? Worship him. So the star they saw in the east brought them to Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So Herod already got the news. And Herod inquired. Who did he involve? The chief priests and the scribes. This is God also announcing the news to these people. And this is what they said. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. So these people are already in the know now. Because the wise man said, he has been born. Okay? Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, verse 7, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. We know this wasn't his intent. Verse 9 says, When they had the king, they departed. And behold, tell me what is there. The star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Praise the Lord. This star was accurate enough to lead them without them seeing Herod to where the child was born. But that break was given so that the news will spread, so that nobody will have an excuse. You know, part of why there is all this, you know, glitter and, you know, light and all of that for Christmas, so that on judgment day, nobody will have an excuse. They will ask the manufacturers in China, you don't know about Jesus? They say, you don't know. He said, who were you making those lights for? Why is it that every April, your factory start producing light? What, what was it for? Was it for World Cup? He said, no. What was it for? He said, it's for Christmas. What's Christmas? He said, some people, he said, okay, jump and pass. Nobody will have an excuse. That's why even as little children, we don't forget. So somebody grows up and says, there is no God. What do you mean there is no God? What made your parents... Buy all the things they bought for you at Christmas. There were, even those who didn't have will struggle to do all of that. Is a witness. Praise the Lord. Is a witness. Is a witness. The star had the capacity to lead them directly. Verse 8 says, Herod said, because it meant that this was a difficult thing. We don't know what the terrain was. How many of us have been to Ghana? You know, when we go places, we'll tell only the nice things that are there. In Ghana, they don't have house addresses. So if you have to find someone's house, I don't know how. No house addresses. Even my village is easier. We're searching for a house. We're running around the same place for almost one hour plus. No house addresses. So it's possible this place was like Ghana. He said, go and search carefully for the young child. Did they go and search carefully? They didn't go and say, they came out, the star led them. So Herod was informed. The chief priests were informed. The scribes were informed. All of this was the mercy of God trying to tell them, this is what heaven is doing now. But you see, whatever is fashionable in heaven is rarely fashionable on earth. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. He says the things that are highly esteemed amongst men. So sister, when they say they know your songs and they don't know you, rejoice. 
Praise the Lord. Because some people are being followed the same way we, people followed Michael Jackson. So they take the songs because of the person. But when you take the song without the person, it means that there is something else that you're seeing. Praise the Lord. Heaven and earth don't go with the same fashion. They don't. Never have they gone. And never will they be. So we are in a time now, Christmas is popular. Very soon, you know, people, politicians will be bringing out Christmas messages and all of that. It's all a witness. They will ask you, what did you do around December? Somebody say, I had to travel. I had to say, why? Was it your birthday? Whose birthday was it? You say, Jesus. Who was Jesus? Or who is Jesus? Okay. So it's important to understand the way things happen. So nobody coming to church today should feel discouraged or overburdened because he's not able to meet with the fashion of the earth. Heaven is saying something else. Are you with me? Heaven is completely saying something else. And another thing, you know, just in passing, in case I forget this, is that people realize that around this season, crime increases, right? And the road safety people say accidents increase and all terrible things increase. Do you know why they increase? It's because spiritual people around this time go on vacation. They dim their light. They think that because it's Christmas, the devil is also taking break. It's like, you know, a football match. And you're winning 2-0 in first half. You come back second half and say, you're already winning 2-0. Let's relax. What normally happens? The match ends with you losing. You won at the first half or the second half. So whenever it gets to this season, people who used to pray won't pray. People who used to wake up in the night to pray won't pray. Those who read their Bibles won't read their Bible. What are they saying? It's Christmas. It's, we are celebrating. It's Christmas. The thieves increase their activity. Olopa increases their activity. Eh? All the bad, bad people increase their activities. It's only the good ones that reduce their activity. What do you expect? If you dim your light, what will happen? Darkness will increase. That's what we do. Some Christians who had managed to stay from alcohol, in this, you know, Christmas, they will drink, they say it's Christmas. A young lady that has kept her virginity will say, ah, it's Christmas. The boy will say, do Christmas for me. Can you imagine that? And somebody would do, hey. Do you understand? The devil is, the devil is constant. The lights, they dim their lights. And then they say, oh, around this season, you know, some people call it ember or whatever. There's nothing like that. We have been given dominion. January, February, December, there's no difference. Many of us that you're looking at have backslidden because it's ember. Why do you say ember carry trouble? You backslid. You, lay, you dropped the ball. January, you start fasting again. As if spiritual things wait for January. Let me ask you, your landlord, does he say it's January or December? Does he know? When he rents the house, if it's 12 months, it's 12 months. Isn't it? it your body, does he know? Nothing else knows. It's the deception. You're just feeling somehow. Leave that feeling. No matter how you're feeling now, if you hear gunshot, will the feeling hold you? Do you understand? So these are the things, you know, it comes, the season comes. There is excitement in the air. Beautiful. I'm not against that. I'm all for that. I was looking for a red shirt to wear, but it was oversized now because I think I've lost some weight. So I would do Christmas, but I will be connected to the fashion in heaven. Because there's another fashion going on in heaven. What is going on in heaven is not Christmas light. 
Is the angel, somebody said, I think it was George that told her, the angel is cleaning the trumpet, cleaning the trumpet mouth. Because very soon it will sound. Praise the Lord. The world cannot deny the knowledge of Jesus. You know, he said, this gospel of the kingdom will preach to the other and then the end will come. When Trump came up, Trump may not be the most moral person, but Trump is the president of the greatest nation on earth. Him declaring he's born again, him saying that there is no book like the Bible, him saying that the Bible is stronger than every government, is a witness to China, to Russia, to North Korea. Every nation in the world has heard about Jesus through Trump. Whether anybody likes it or not, they know if you want to get on this man's side, come through Christianity. The people in the Middle East know he's not, he's not pretending. Makes Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Ready, you know, the occupied area. He's recognized. He's just doing, he's following the Bible. So that nobody anywhere can say he doesn't know. If you watch CNN, you've heard enough. So that is what is in fashion in heaven now. Is the second coming. Praise the Lord. It's okay to reminisce and, you know, remember the old days and all of that. What happened when Jesus was born. It's okay to do that. But let's not do it historically. Let's do it for revelation. Praise the Lord. So come with me to, um, I feel for the children here. Uh, anyway, this evening we're going to sing and dance. Come with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 begins and I read, I'll read and, then, and I'll jump. You can follow me. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Come into verse 9. Verse 9 says, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Let me read it again. I'll read 9 and, and 10. It said, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. This is talking about Christmas then. They didn't know him. 11 continues, I'm continuing. He came to his own and his own what? Did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise the Lord. This is, you know, every gospel began with telling us the Christmas story. And you wonder, didn't John tell the Christmas story? This is John's Christmas story. Praise God. This is John's Christmas story. That's why I jumped the part that was talking about John the Baptist. This is how this account gives it. So we, we can bring in all the Zechariahs and Elizabeth and, you know, John the Baptist and all of that. But this is the story encapsulated. In the beginning was the word. The one who was born through the womb of Mary 
was the one who was in the beginning before there was a Mary. Praise the Lord. And this one is the one who had all things, who made all things, who has the life, who has the light, who has everything. But a wonder that verse 10 says, he was in the world he made and the world did not know him. So when we look at Christmas, we must look at it from the lenses of this. Is it possible that we can be here and not know the one who made us? And really, that is simply the definition of somebody who is not born again. You know, the Bible is saying one thing all, all through. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God what? Created the heavens and the earth. That alone, if that was the only scripture in the Bible, is enough to get men saved. Because when you look at yourself and you say, ah, look at me, look at me. I have this gift, I have this challenge, I have whatever it is. And you remember somebody made you. What will you do? It will turn you, turn your attention to who? To your maker. Salvation is somebody recognizing someone made him. If someone made you, it means he created you for something. If you also made you, then you're also going to give an account to him. Praise God. So the word says the same thing. Anyway, it says, and the world did not know him. Now, it means then for you and I today, what is it that I should know that I don't know? That's the way I'm doing Christmas. That's the way we should do What is it that should be known? Because we already know a lot of things. We know, you know, Wednesday is public holiday. We know we're going to eat rice. We know we're going to do. But what is it that I ought to know that I don't know? Who is it that I should recognize that I haven't recognized? For the last uh, services, we have been looking at loving our brothers and our sisters. And can I tell you something, Saz and Maz? Could it be that you need to know that person sitting by your side? Hallelujah. Could it mean that there is some miracle, some thing God wants to do for you that is dependent on your revelation of why that person is by you? Who could it be that I don't know? I think I saw many years ago, I saw one of these um, uh, reality programs where a boss, you know, they do it, you know, the boss of a big organization will go to different, you know, branches of the organization. And, you know, people lost their jobs. And also people got rewarded. What was it about? It was about knowing. Now, who tells us that God is not moving in our midst today? Who told you that God is not moving? That neighbor, that brother, that sister, that one that is looking for your trouble. I had to beg somebody recently. I said, please, help me now. You have tried enough. You have tuned me enough. I'm begging you. Can you stop, you know, tuning? I'm begging Praise the Lord. What is it that is happening around you that you don't know? That you ought to know? That you must know? The world was made through him. He came into the world and the world didn't know him. Our Lord Jesus Christ he said, these people don't know the time of their visitation. Now we're not talking about just the time. We're talking about the persons. Why would God be telling us? Why would John, you know, be emphasizing he that does not love his brother does not know God. He that says he loves God and hates his brother is a liar. Why would John be telling us by this we know we have passed from death to life when we have love for the brethren? Why would Jesus say to us in the Lord's prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who do what? Trespass against us. You know, doesn't that say something to you, sir? 
In this season where, you know, family and a lot of things. Doesn't that say to you that unforgiveness is no go? Because if you refuse to forgive, you have signed off God forgiving you. And I'm not saying the terms. In fact, when Peter tried to ask Jesus, under what conditions should we stop forgiving? He said in a day. 400 and how many times? 90 times. Even mosquito cannot offend you 490 times in a day. Do you have mosquitoes in your house? Some try, maybe they'll try up to 30 something times. But 490 in a day, not even a mosquito can reach that record. So what's Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, as long as you want to be forgiven, you have to keep forgiving. As long as you want to remain on this journey. You know, there are things in the Bible that are so simple, so clear, but we often pass them by. You know, John writing also says, He that loves him who begot, loves him who is begotten of him. You can't say, I love this man and woman, and you hate their children. It's not possible. Now, when you say you love God, your neighbor is God's child. I know some of them are like devil's child. They're acting. They're actually God's children. So what is it you don't know? What are the things that mean nothing to you, but they are the things for your deliverance? Praise the Lord. This is a time where, you know, people give and all of that. And very important, we have learned here that it's more blessed to do what? To give than to receive. But how many actually believe that? How many actually comprehend that? So knowing was part of the things we can learn from the, you know, the original Christmas. They didn't know. And like we started, the people that effort was made to make them know. You know, we don't have the time. The shepherds, they saw the angels. They got the description. They went there. They saw. They said it's true. They went out, you know, along their path of shepherding. They mentioned it to a few people. And they continued. Jesus began his ministry. You would not hear one shepherd being part of it. Only the fishermen. You won't hear one shepherd saying, yes, my father told me. Or maybe the young one amongst them, I was there in the beginning. I will follow you for the rest of my life. It meant nothing to them. Why would that be so? You know why? Because in the immediate, there was no transformation that came to them by reason of that information. And that is where we as spiritual people have to be very careful. Spiritual things have incubation periods. Spiritual things are not magic. Are you with me? No, they're not magic. They have times, they have seasons. So they must have come, okay, the angel said, you know, glory to God on high and on earth, peace and goodwill towards all men. So they came and saw, they went back and they were waiting, maybe what, what next, what will happen? What is going to change? And you know nothing really changed. In fact, if anything that happened, Herod came and killed all the male children two years and on. So something bad. And they'll be wondering, is this the peace and goodwill that men were promised? This cannot be it. Many times, events you see, they cover what heaven is doing. That's why the just must live by faith. If they held on to that world, you would have seen at least one of them bearing witness in the ministry of our Lord Jesus. Maybe saying to the Jews, saying to the leaders of the Jews, I was there, this man... This man you see now, I was there when he was born. Or my father told me. Or my mother told me. Or my parents told me. Angels announced to them. But we had no one witness. But they were there. 
That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Not at all. Rather, our portion will be like that of Simeon and Anna. Who did not see anything. Did not know anything. But by the spirit, they knew that something was about to happen. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. You will have hearing in the spirit. And those are the people that are going to be saved. I've said it here. You know, that trumpet that is going to sound for the second coming. Don't think it's going to sound like, um, you know, train trumpet. I don't think so. I think it will be loud only in the ears of the spiritual. Because that's why the Bible says two will be together, one will go. If the sound sounds that everybody hears, everybody will see what is happening now. And some smart people can hold the other person. It's going to be a spiritual sound. It will be loud, very loud, but in the spirit. So Simeon and Anna, they knew, they heard the news. They didn't hear through, you know, angels announcing. They didn't hear through uh, the wise men. They didn't hear through Herod. They heard something inside of them. That was why Simeon could pray. Lord, keep me alive until I see with my eyes your Savior. What am I saying, Saz and Maz? I'm saying that spiritual witness is what you need. Somebody here, you're not married yet. Don't marry someone because of what you can see. Don't marry someone because of what the prospects, you know, that they can announce. There are people that have raps. You know what is raps? Eh? Some people are putting their heads down. There are some people that without one naira, if you listen to them, without listening to the spirit, you sell the one you have and give them. But when you listen to the spirit, it will direct you. It will say to you, this, you want to turn to the left or to, you say, no, this is the way to go. Simeon and Anna were sensitive in the spirit. And they were the only two who connected with the first Christmas. Who knew what was going on? The rest of the people were just floating around. Praise the Lord. Another thing quickly, you know, from the Christmas story, just so that we can run through it and and pray. Is that when the angel or the angels appeared to the shepherds, maybe we need to get to the story now. And said to them, this is what has happened, you know, Luke chapter 2. Verse 10, it says, Then the angel said to them, to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, let's read it together, everybody. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The kingdom of God is led and directed by signs. Our Lord Jesus said to the multitude in John chapter 6, he said to them, you are not following me because you saw the sign. You're following me because you ate the loaves and were filled. Now, it's delicate and very deep. You need to understand what he's saying there. What was the sign he did? He made five loaves and two fish to feed a multitude. Was it not bread that was the product of the miracle? So if they're following because of bread, are they not following because of the sign? Have you thought about that? It was bread. You made miracle bread is what you made. And we're following you for miracle bread. 
But Jesus was saying, no, don't do that. Don't labor for the meat that perishes. He said, follow me for the sign. Why? What is the difference between the sign and the bread? Let me tell you the difference. The difference between the sign and the bread is that the bread can be produced any other place. It's like miracles today. Miracles can be produced any other place. But the sign cannot be duplicated. If you follow because of bread, if I'm going west and you see a bakery east, which direction will you go? You go east. Because now you're following. Assuming you see me far off and I'm bidding you come. Come my child, come. I'm waiting for you. I have a future. I know the plans I have towards you. I have thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you, you know, to bring you into this, to bring you into that. If where you are, you see bread, will you hear him? That's why he said, follow me, not because of the bread. Follow me because of the sign. And to give us the correct answer to that instruction, when he said to them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life. And many were turning away. He turned to Peter, I love our master. And I pray that we all will be like him in Jesus' name. He turned to Peter and said to him, are you not going? You know, I like to read this part of scripture because sometimes you feel your heart, you feel your difficult. No, this is the way the master led. He turned to them and said, are you not going? He didn't say to them, don't go, don't go. I will explain to you. That's not what he did. That's not what he said to them. Everybody was, he said, so you, are you not going? And then Peter, to prove that what Jesus was saying was possible, he said to Jesus, what did he say? He said, to whom shall we go? That is a born again Christian. A born again Christian is not looking for betterment, not looking for better life. He's looking for more Jesus. With him should come better life. But even if he doesn't come, he's still following Jesus. When he said, to whom shall he go? He said, there is no negotiation. You have the words of what? Eternal. He said, where you are, that's where I'll be. And in the Old Testament, Ruth showed us the way it works. If Ruth wanted better life, she would not go with Naomi. These things we are reaching for our examples. But because she left so-called better life, she found eternal life. So the angel said, you will see the sign. Listen to me. The God we serve is the miracle working God. Don't you know that he could have made the baby to be floating on air? Shepherds, when you get to that place, you're going to see a baby that, you know, some days, some people have seen some, where they say the baby was talking when the baby was born. Some baby, they say, was shaking hand and taking high five. You, it, it could have, the sign could have been, when you get to that place, you're going to see a baby that will be giving people a high five. That could have been the sign. And then it will be easy to believe. Or when you get there, there's a palace there. And inside that palace, the princess of the palace who is a virgin, has just given birth. And the whole palace, it was nothing like that. Look at the two sides. You're going to find a babe what? Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Come on. There's nothing spiritual about swaddling clothes. It's blanket. But the combination was what was a power. Lying in a manger. Somebody, what God has for you, is wrapped in swaddling clothes. But you can't recognize it because you're looking for something spectacular. You're looking for something wonderful. But the baby that was wrapped in swaddling clothes, his name was called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's his name. But he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. But you will not receive it because it's not looking like that. 
We live in a time where people judge spirituality with carnal figures. How many people, how many albums have you sold? You know, I always feel for people when they introduce and say they've sold or they've preached in social number of places. That's not a witness. You don't even need many. If one person, if one person calls you and says, man, I was going to commit suicide, but I listened to your song and it gave me life. That's enough to come to, to the earth. Because some people have lived, the only thing they did was kill people. They didn't even save one person. Why, sh- why, why should it be the number of people? Why should it be how many? It's not the question. It's not the question. If you understand chemistry, you know that if you can find a drop of water, what will you say inside it? Hydrogen. Is it two hydrogen and one oxygen? One hydrogen and two oxygen. Okay, thank you very much. If you find a bowl of water, what are you going to see? The same combination. So if you're able to be a witness to one, that is enough. Let number not discourage you in any area. Because spiritual things are not judged by that. Are you with me? It's not judged by that. Anyway, so the angel said, this is what you will see. A babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That combination, that is the son of God. And because the announcement came from the angels, it was easy for them. When they saw it, they said, wow. And people, it wasn't that Joseph and Mary were poor. That, that's why they had a baby there. I hope you know that. The Bible was very clear. The Bible said the reason they had the baby there was that nobody gave them space. It meant that nobody could recognize. Nobody could discern that this was the creator. They didn't make room. They didn't make room. So in this season, let's sensitively make room. Praise the Lord. Let's make room. It wasn't that they didn't have money to pay for accommodation. But that nobody could adjust his life. We live in a time where everybody, everything we do is to make ourselves better, more comfortable. So these people were already settled. No, I can't, I can't leave my room. There must have been some people there, bachelors, you know, that they will say, please, there's a woman in labor. She needs a room. They say, please, don't disturb me. There must have been some people, you know, maybe a couple, whatever, who could have easily, maybe their children were in one room, they were in another room, another. Say, please, can you people manage one room so that we can give this one room to this, you know, uh, uh, um, woman in labor? They'll say, no, don't disturb us. And, you know, it's so easy to hear those stories and think it's far. But, Sars and Mars, how many inconveniences have you permitted for the gospel? Even to wake up early. Don't disturb me. Early morning sleep is, I didn't hear, so you're, you don't like early morning sleep. Don't inconvenience me. I like my Sunday sleep. That's why I come to church by after 10. Pastor, you should be happy I'm coming. Praise the Lord. These people would not inconvenience them. Those are the lessons we learn from Christmas. So that you can be on the right side of the story. In as we are reading this story, the people who were there, who made heaven, will be saying, Hi, if I'd known. If I'd known, if I'd known, that won't be our portion in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. That will not be our portion. You know, so many things to pick from here and there in this story. But I want to just zero in on identification and receiving. He came into the world. The world was made by him. And the world did not know him. Today, do we know him enough? Do we know him in his fullness? Our Lord Jesus speaking to disciples says, 
at a point, out of frustration, he said, there are many things I have to say to you. He said, but what? You can't bear them. You're not able to take them in. What was that saying? It was saying, the father has released it, but you can't absorb it. And truly, as you look at the word of God, do you know, like we learned a couple of weeks back, if you didn't get those series, please get it. The food is ready. God has finished everything he's to do. What is this is about receiving. And so this season of Christmas, let's make it a time to enlarge our coast. To receive of the love of God. To receive of the majesty of God. To receive of the greatness of God. Because we've established that I'm limited in my giving. Because I'm limited what? In my receiving. It's about what? Receiving and giving. Simple. So Christmas, remind yourself that the God who without a prayer point, without you fasting, sir, without you mourning, without you crying, God sent his only begotten son into the world without all of that. Do you think he will not hear your cries? Do you think he will not suit your pain? The devil is a liar. Do you in this season stand back and look at the heart of God? Somebody is coming to the end of the year and all he's hearing or all he's imagining is that God has forsaken me. God forsake you when you're calling on his name. He did not forsake the world when the whole world was in rebellion against him. The Bible says for a good man, one may even dare to die. But God demonstrated, commended his love towards us that what? Whilst we're yet saved, while we're in rebellion against him. He started our redemption. Is it now you're calling his name that he won't redeem you? Is it now you're praying to... How many have said a prayer for whatever is bothering them? You've said that you've made it a prayer. You've prayed to God about it. Let me see your hand. If you have prayed to God, I'm saying in this Christmas, the God that sent what you needed most without you praying, will he not now answer you now that you have prayed? It's identification. That's what it is. The world was there. Didn't know how, you know, deep in trouble they were. And the father's heart was bleeding. I need to redeem this world. All their bulls and sacrifices, they're an abomination to me. The lifting up of their hands. Only one thing is acceptable to me. And that is the perfect sacrifice, sinless one. They could not provide it. They did not pray for it. They did not ask for it. They didn't know. From heaven, the Bible says, whom shall I send? And heaven said, send me. The Lord Jesus came for you, for me. That God loves me. That God loves you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. That God, that's what Christmas says. Christmas says to me, I am the beloved of the Lord. He loves me. Praise the Lord. He loves me. God loves you. God loves me. And also we see from Christmas, not just that God loves me, but that God can reach where I am. You know, for some people, when you come to church and you say some things, some people are already saying, Pastor, you don't understand the type of problem I'm in. My own is complicated, isn't it? Praise God. But Jesus, the Bible says, is able to save to the uttermost. It can be as complicated as some people we see in the Bible. It can be as complicated as Saul of Tarsus, who not only was he, you know, not born again, but he was persecuting believers. But God knew where to find him. Praise the Lord, somebody. So Christmas, 
is for you and I to ask, I want to know you more. I want to identify you more. See you in all that is happening. See your joy. For some of us, you know, because of spirituality, we have lost joy. No, joy is spiritual. Happiness, yes or no. But joy is spiritual. Because the Bible says, even the joy of the Lord shall be what? Your strength. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace and what? Joy. Joy. But joy doesn't come when you have somebody with you. Joy comes when Christ is in you. Christ in me. Because some people, all their problem is, you mean this December, I will do it lonely. How can you be lonely? Jesus is in your heart. You need to identify him. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we look at these things. Christmas reminds us that God came down, came for us. Okay? But at the same time, it reminds us something else. It reminds us that God cannot compel us. Very important. The announcement of the angel was what? It says, glory to God in, in the highest and on earth, what? Peace and goodwill towards all men. Is it all men? When Herod heard the news, did he have peace? What did he have instead? Trouble. So Christmas says that the position where I am can change everything that I'm receiving. It can change it. It's like um, if you're here now and um, you wore glasses that had red you know, tint or something. Everything you're seeing is going to be affected by the t- color of your lens. Okay? What has happened is that the eye with which you're seeing, the news came and it should bring rejoicing. The angel said, this is rejoicing. But the Bible says, Herod and all Jerusalem were troubled. Why would something that should be good news be bad news to me? Have you thought about that? How many of us remember growing up as children? Sometimes you want your mother to come back, isn't it? When she said, do this, do that, do that, and you finish doing it. Wash the plates, clean the room, do this. You just can't wait for her to come back, isn't it? But what if you left and she said, don't play football in the sitting room, in the living room. And you decided to play a little. And then the flower verse broke. Would you want your mother to come? If you hear her coming back. What is going to happen to you? Will you say, ah, mommy is back. Mommy is back. It's supposed to be good news. But because of what you have done, it becomes what? Bad news. But thanks be to God that now, even we had such a situation, it says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and what? Just to forgive us and to cleanse us. In fact, it goes better than that. It said repent and be what? Converted. Can you see that times of refreshing may come? You know why? Sin corrupts everything. So the same child now that broke the verse, if the mother comes back, the child can try to put it together and be waiting for another of the siblings to touch it. So it will be that she's the one that broke it. Abby, you didn't do things like that. But the same child can pack that verse in a tray and be waiting. The moment the mom is packing, it's crying. Say, mommy, I'm sorry. Mommy, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Next time I will listen to you. What is going to happen? If the mom has um, (laughs) self-control. Because some mothers, hey, it will be (laughs) thunder and lightning first. (laughs) Okay? But however it happens, even if the mother is thunder and lightning, after that moment, what will happen? It will end. But the child sets it up like that. 
And the mother doesn't know. He won't sleep that night. Until that thing, somebody touches it and they're beating somebody for it. He also won't sleep. It's the cycle or the pit gets deeper. That's what happens with believers. When we don't respond to his love, we run into the arms of the devil who is waiting to hold us captive. Christmas says, don't run from him. Run to him. He loves you too much. Christmas is saying, it's joy, no matter the situation. We've said it here. As long as there is breath in you, you have no reason to faint. Because the Bible didn't say, whoever called. If the Bible said, whoever called on the name of Jesus, you know what it will mean? It will mean that if you had failed, you should have called him before. But when it says, whosoever calls, present participle, continuous present. If you call on him now, you shall be what? Saved. Any moment you call, once death has not come, he said he will hear you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. That's what Christmas is about. That Jesus is in my neighborhood. This season, this Christmas can be the beginning of a life in God comparable to nothing else. Where joy abounds. Where peace abounds. Where I take in all of Jesus. I want somebody to be greedy in their spirits. The Bible assures us. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. It says they shall be filled. I want somebody to say, they said there was no room for you then. Today, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Take over. Take over. Take over. Somebody needs to say to him, change me. This can be the Christmas of my transformation. In the world, people had the Christmas, they drank two cartons of beer. The Christmas, their cars some assaulted. The Christmas, they did some things that are not worth mentioning. But for you, this Christmas as a Christian can be the Christmas that Christ's life begins to shine through you. Because you take him in. You know him. You know him. You should know him. The Bible, John 1 tells us, it says the world was made by him. He created this world. He has power. He has ability. He has willingness. What is stopping you? This is the Christmas you can say to him like Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. This is the season you can say to him, Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything some of us they have been through a lot of things. And sometimes you feel nobody understands where I'm coming from. Jesus knows where you're coming from. And you can make this Christmas. This Christmas. Where you let him take you by the hand. And navigate you. And give you beauty for ashes. Jesus is here. Welcome him into your heart. Welcome him into your heart. Ask him. Lord, the preacher said you can do this. Can you heal me in this area? Can you touch me in this area? Can you forgive me this experience? Can you deliver me from this bondage? Jesus is here. He's here. Talk to him. That's what he said. Talk to him. Talk to him. He's no more in the manger. Where he is now, the Bible says he's at the door of your heart. Knocking. In the past, this was a time we fell. People fell. They drew back. But let this be a season of rising. Let this be a season where you go higher. 
where you say to the Lord, take me deeper. Yes. Ask him, sister. Ask him, brother. Make a new person out of me. Change everything about me. Because of Christmas. Because of that Christmas. Let today be a new day. Talk to the Lord. Are you in need of a miracle? Are you in need of something that seems impossible with men? Christmas tells us clearly that the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. The things which are difficult for men are not difficult for God. You can talk to him about those things. Tell him you're the same. You're the same. You're the same. You're the same. Jesus, our sister minister triplets. You can take those triplets. Whatever it is, he's here. Jesus is here to touch you, to change you, to bless you, to lift your head. That's who he is. He's a miracle walking Jesus. He's a wonder walking Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord will bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our King. We just worship you. Let's just appreciate the Lord. Let's appreciate the Lord. Let's appreciate the Lord. Let's appreciate the Lord. We thank you. 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 Lord, we appreciate you for what you have done and for what you want to do. Just one prayer quickly and then I will leave you, please. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, very important prayer. The two things I was to do is to help us identify, you know, the Lord and help us to receive all that he has for us. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 10 to 12. It's a record of something that the Lord had shown me many years ago. And it was an answer to a burden that I had, the deception the wickedness that is being perpetuated in religious circles. I don't want to call it Christendom, in religious circles. And the Lord said to me that, don't you know who I am? You know, character. When you know somebody and they tell you somebody did something, sometimes you say no, even if they show you video. You understand what I'm saying? You know somebody. Now, how could a God that loves you and I like this, allow us you know you see people they go to places they are being deceived they are made to drink petrol you know people are stepping on them that you know kissing snake all kinds of things you know just and you say lord and these people looking for you but like i shared with a, a few of my brothers the other day i was listening to the testimony of one you know man who went to the occult to get power to do his uh, ministry work and the man said the moment he did what they asked him to do he said the church filled up in one month. In one month. And then he was, he said something, which was the only reason I believe I listened, because I don't like listening to someone. He said something. He said because these people were not looking for God. They were looking for miracles and prophecy. So he said whenever he came to church, he said, should I prophesy? They say prophesy. Should I prophesy? Then he'll start prophesying. Then they start falling. Miracles and prophecy. He said that's what they were looking for. So it's not difficult for the devil to bring them in one month. They're not, God's, they're not seeking God. Anybody that is being deceived, this is it. Let's read it together, everybody, quickly. It says, and with all unrighteous deception 
among those who perish. Why? He said, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Everyone that is deceived is first given an option. Everybody. You might know some people who have heard the truth and said, no, we want prophecy. We want it today, today. We want miracle yesterday, yesterday. He said, because they did not receive. We saw it at the first Christmas. Jesus came. The scribes heard it. The chief priests heard it. Did it mean anything to them? No. They wanted their comfort. They were, who is this king that, who is this rabbi that will come and will dislocate our position amongst the people? You're going to pray one prayer for yourself. Praise the Lord. And you can pray it into the new year. Lord, let me love the truth. Let me love the truth. No matter how it comes to me, let me love the truth. Help me to love the truth. No matter how, no matter what. Because loving the truth will bring me the blessings. The greatest blessings. The most enduring blessings. It doesn't matter how it comes. Lord, let me not fall into a trap where I refuse the truth. Help me, oh Lord. In this Christmas, what you're saying to me, let me hear it. What Christmas means, let me receive it. Let me not refuse the truth. In no way, Lord, please help me. Pray that prayer sincerely. Let me love the truth so that I can be delivered from deception. Deception is second option. Nobody has the right to deceive a child of God or any creation of God unless that creation had first said no to the truth. What we are saying is that at the first Christmas, people refused the Savior. They refused to identify. They refused to honor. They refused to embrace. That's why they missed it. But today we are saying, Lord, give us a church. Give us individuals. Give us families. Give us as parents. Give us as children. A love for the truth. Father, I thank you. And so, Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We receive your love. We receive your love. Nobody can love us like you do. Nobody can love us like you do. There is none, no one else. No one has shed his blood. And even if they do, it will not be pure blood. It will not be undefiled blood. Jesus, only a God like you could be worthy of our praise. Today we worship you. And I present my brothers and sisters before you. You said, if we earthly fathers know how to give good gifts. Like we said, Christmas, the parents take care of their children. Lord, Behold your sons and daughters. Whatever they need. Whatever will cause their joy to be full. You are the miracle working God. Lord answer. 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 In the name of Jesus. Do exceedingly and abundantly above. All that their hearts are imagining. Lord let there be testimonies. Of your mighty visitation in the lives of your children. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise, give you the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord.
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.